0: CHAPTER ONE OF FLOWER OF THE NORTH BY JAMES OLIVER Curwood. THIS IS A LIBRIVOX RECORDING. ALL LIBRIVOX RECORDINGS ARE IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. FOR MORE INFORMATION, OR TO VOLUNTEER, PLEASE VISIT LIBRIVOX.ORG. RECORDING BY ROGER MOLINE. FLOWER OF THE NORTH BY JAMES OLIVER Curwood, CHAPTER ONE SUCH HAIR! such eyes, such color. Laugh if you will, Whitmore, but I swear that she was the handsomest girl I've ever laid my eyes upon. There was an artist's enthusiasm in Gregson's girlishly sensitive face as he looked across the table at Whitmore and lighted a cigarette. She wouldn't so much as give me a look when I stared, he added. I couldn't help it. "'Gad, I'm going to make a full-page cover of her tomorrow for Burke's.' Burke dotes on pretty women for the cover of his magazine. "'Why, damn it, man, what the deuce are you laughing at?' "'Not at this particular case, Tom,' apologized Whitmore. "'But I'm wondering.' His eyes wandered ruminatively about the rough interior of the little cabin, lighted by a single oil lamp hanging from a cross-beam in the ceiling and he whistled softly. "'I'm wondering,' he went on, "'if you'll ever strike a place where you won't see one of the most beautiful things on earth. The last one was at Rio Piedras, wasn't it, Tom? A Spanish girl, or was she a Creole? I believe I've got your letter yet, and I'll read it to you tomorrow.' I wasn't surprised. There are pretty women down in Puerto Rico. BUT I DIDN'T THINK YOU'D HAVE THE NERVE TO DISCOVER ONE UP HERE, IN THE WILDERNESS. SHE'S GOT THEM ALL BEAT, RETORTED THE ARTIST, FLECKING THE ASH FROM THE TIP OF HIS CIGARETTE. EVEN THE VALENCIA GIRL, EH? THERE WAS A CHUCKLING NOTE OF PLEASURE IN PHILIP WHITMORE'S VOICE AS HE LEANED HALF ACROSS THE TABLE, HIS HANDSOME FACE, BRONZED BY SNOW AND WIND, ILLUMINED IN THE LAMP GLOW. Gregson, in strong contrast, with his round, smooth cheeks, slim hands, and build that was almost womanish, leaned over his side to meet him. For the twentieth time that evening the two men shook hands. "'Haven't forgotten Valencia, huh?' chuckled the artist, gloatingly. "'Lord, but I'm glad to see you again, Phil. Seems like a century since we were out raising the old Ned together.' AND YET IT'S LESS THAN THREE YEARS SINCE WE CAME BACK FROM SOUTH AMERICA. VALENCIA, WILL WE EVER FORGET IT? WHEN BURKE HANDED ME HIS FIRST TURN DOWN A MONTH AGO, AND SAID, TOM, YOUR WORK BEGINS TO SHOW YOU WANT A REST, I THOUGHT OF VALENCIA, AND WAS SO CONFOUNDEDLY HOMESICK FOR THOSE OLD DAYS WHEN YOU AND I PRETTY NEARLY STARTED A REVOLUTION, AND CAME WITHIN AN ACE OF GETTING OUR SCALPS LIFTED, THAT I MOPED FOR A WEEK. "'Gad, do I remember it. "'You got out by fighting, and I threw a pretty girl.' "'And your nerve,' chuckled Whitmore, crushing the other's hand. "'That was when I made up my mind you were the nerviest man alive, Greggy. "'Did you ever learn what became of Donna Isabel?' "'She appeared twice in Burks, once as the goddess of the Southern Republics, "'and again as the girl of Valencia.' She married that reprobate of a carabobo planter, and I believe they're happy. "'It seems to me there are others,' continued Whitmore, pondering for a moment in mock seriousness. "'There was one at Rio whom you swore would make your fortune if you could get her to sit for you, and whose husband was on the point of putting six inches of steel into you for telling her so, when I explained that you were young and harmless, and a little out of your head. "'With your fist!' cried Gregson joyously. "'Gad, but that was a mighty blow. "'I can see that knife now. "'I was just beginning my paternoster "'when chug and down he went. "'And he deserved it. "'I said nothing wrong. "'In my very best Spanish "'I asked her if she would sit for me "'and why the devil did he take that as an insult? "'And she was beautiful.' "'Of course,' agreed Whitmore. If I remember, she was the loveliest creature you had ever seen. And after that there were others, a score of them at least, each lovelier than the one before. "'They make up my life,' said Gregson, more seriously than he had yet spoken. "'They're the only thing I can draw and do well. I think an editor was mad if he asked me to do something without a pretty woman in it. God bless him!' I hope I'll go on seeing them forever. When I can't see beauty in a woman, I want to die. And you always want to see it, in the superlative degree. I insist upon it. If she lacks something, as Donna Isabel wanted color, I imagine that it is there and she is perfect. But this one that I saw tonight is perfect. Now what I want to know is this, who the deuce is she? "'Where can she be found, and will she sit for a Burke, two or three miscellaneous, and a study for the annual sale?' struck in Whitmore. "'Is that it?' "'Exactly. You've a natural ability for hitting the nail on the head, Phil.' "'And Burke told you to take a rest.' Gregson offered his cigarettes. "'Yes, Burke is a good-natured poetic old soul who has a horror of spiders, snakes, and skyscrapers.' He said to me, "Greggy, go and seek nature in some quiet, secluded place, and forget everything for a fortnight or two except your clothes and half a dozen cases of beer. Rest, nature, beer. Think of those cheerful suggestions, Phil, while I was dreaming of Valencia, of Donna Isabel's, and places where nature cuts up as though she had been taking champagne all her life. Gad, your letter came just in time. "'And I told you little enough in that,' said Philip quickly, rising and pacing uneasily back and forth across the cabin floor. "'I gave you promise of excitement, and urged you to join me if you could. And why? Because—' He turned sharply and faced Gregson across the table. "'I wanted you to come because the thing that happened down in Valencia, and that other at Rio—' isn't a circumstance to the hell that's going to cut loose pretty soon up here, and I'm in need of help. Understand? It's not fun this time. I'm playing a single hand in what looks like a losing game. If I ever needed a fighter in my life, I need one now. That's why I sent for you. Gregson shoved back his chair and rose to his feet. He was a head shorter than his companion, of almost delicate physique. Yet there was something in the cold gray-blue of his eyes, a peculiar hardiness of his chin, that compelled one to look at him twice and rendered first judgment unsafe. His slim fingers closed like steel about Phillips. "'Now you're coming down to business, Phil,' he exclaimed. "'I've been waiting with the patience of Job, or of little Bobby Tuckett, if you remember him, who began courting Minnie Sheldon seven years ago and married her the day after I got your letter. I was too busy figuring out what you hadn't written to go to the wedding. I tried to read between the lines and fell down completely. I've been thinking all the way up from Le Pas, and I'm still at sea. You called, I came, what's up? "'It's going to sound a little mad at first, Greggy,' chuckled Whitmore, lighting his pipe. "'It's going to give your aesthetic tastes a jar. Look here,' he seized Gregson by the arm and led him to the door. The cold northern sky was brilliant with stars. The cabin, its logs half smothered in dying masses of verdure, which had climbed about it during the summer, was built on the summit of one of the wind-cropped ridges which are called mountains in the far north. Into that north swept infinite wilderness, white and gray where the starlit tops of the spruce rose up at their feet, black in the distance. From somewhere out of it there came the low, sweeping monotone of surf beating on a shore. Philip, with one hand on Gregson's shoulder, Pointed with the other into the lonely desolation which they were facing. There isn't much between us and the Arctic Ocean, Greggy, he said. See that light off there like a great fire that is half a mind to die out one minute and flares up the next? Doesn't it remind you of the night we got away from Carabobo, when Donna Isabel pointed out our way to us, with the moon coming up over the mountains as a guide? That isn't the moon. It's the Aurora Borealis. You can hear the wash of the bay down there, and if you're keen, you can catch the smell of icebergs. There's Fort Churchill, a rifle shot beyond the ridge, asleep. There's nothing but Hudson's Bay Company's posts, Indian camps, and trappers between here and civilization, which is 400 miles down there. Seems like a quiet and peaceful country, doesn't it? There's something about it that makes you thrill and wonder if this isn't the biggest part of the universe after all. Listen. Hear the Indian dogs wailing down at Churchill? That's the primal voice in this world, the voice of the wild. Even that beating of the surf is filled with the same thing, for it's rolling up mystery instead of history. IT IS TELLING WHAT MAN DOESN'T KNOW, AND IN A LANGUAGE WHICH HE CANNOT UNDERSTAND. YOU'RE A BEAUTY, SCIENTIST, GREGGY. THIS MUST SINK DEEP. IT DOES, SAID Gregson. WHAT THE deuce ARE YOU GETTING AT, PHIL? I'M ARRIVING GRADUALLY AND WITHOUT UNDUE HASTE TO THE POINT, GREGGY. I'M ABOUT TO TELL YOU WHY I INDUCED YOU TO JOIN ME UP HERE. I HESITATE AT THE LAST WORD. It seems almost brutal, taking into consideration your philosophy of beauty, to drop from all this, from that blackness and mystery out there, from Donna Isabel's and pretty eyes, down to fish. Fish? Yes, fish. Gregson, lighting a fresh cigarette, held the match so that the tiny flame lighted up his companion's face for a moment look here he expostulated you haven't got me up here to go fishing yes and no said philip but even if i have he caught gregson by the arm again and there was a tightness in the grip of his fingers which convinced the other that he was speaking seriously now do you remember what started the revolution down in honduras the second week after we struck puerto barrios Greggie? "'It was a girl, wasn't it?' "'Yes, and she wasn't half pretty at that.' "'It was less than a girl,' went on Philip. "'Scene, the Palm Plaza at Ceiba. "'President Belize is drinking wine with his cousin, "'the fiancé of General O'Kelly Bonilla, "'the half-Irish, half-Latin-American leader of his forces, "'and his warmest friend.' At a moment when their corner of the plaza is empty, Belize helps himself to a cousinly kiss. O'Kelly, unperceived, arrives in time to witness the act. From that moment his friendship for Belize turns to hatred and jealousy. Within three weeks he has started a revolution, beats the government forces at Siba, chases Belize from the capital gets nicaragua mixed up in the trouble and draws 3 french 2 german and 2 american warships to the scene 6 weeks after the wine drinking he is president of the republic and facto and all of this greggy because of a kiss now if a kiss can start a revolution unseat a president send a government to smash what must be the possibilities of a fish i'm getting interested said gregson if there's a climax come to it phil i admit that there must be enormous possibilities in a fish go on chapter one recording by roger muleen